And what we did was we wanted to see what does the community need our help with and how can we build those solutions because we're also civic hackers. Mm -hmm. So we're continuing that journey now where my experience working in nonprofits, the city of Philadelphia, being an urban planner and being a technologist, I'm trying to pull all of it together because there's a lot of fractured ecosystems mm -hmm. in every city. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners or what I like to call CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on innovation, disruption, women entrepreneurship, DEI, gig economy, remote economy, even the cannabis industry. Think about these industries and these disruptive technologies that really sometimes aren't as disruptive, but there's people that are just paying attention to what the market needs and they're providing that. So really think about the things that are quote unquote outside of the norm, but really help entrepreneurship to grow and fully develop. I think it's an extremely exciting time when you're talking about any type of innovation or disruption, because I think that there's so many opportunities and needs that aren't felt that are starting to be filled by different groups, different organizations, or even different industries. So what I want you to do is sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. And I have a special guest on the show today. I have Liz Brown of BCKG. And I can make sure I got yep, that right. You got it right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Liz, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you. Awesome to be here. No problem. And what I want to do is just read a little bit more about BCKG so you can hear about all the awesome things that they're doing. And BCKG is an agency focused on design thinking, innovation, and technology. They work with their partners from concept to creation of innovative ecosystems, digital solutions, and brand experiences. And Liz, I appreciate your time. Can you tell us a little bit more about what I call like your CEO story and what led you to start your business? Oh, man. So it's funny because that was that was a question on the panel we had earlier mm -hmm. and my story is all over the place. I think the the most immediate thing that happened was I lost my job and I didn't know what to do because no one would hire me. At that point, I was overqualified. I had two master's degrees and being a woman of color, uh, being overeducated doesn't really help you very much in general, mm -hmm. but it really didn't help me because people didn't understand how to connect and align with my experience, my background, and they just couldn't see it when they saw me. So I was looking at internships, apprenticeships. Actually, I was working as an urban planner mm -hmm. and I got furloughed. Oh, and no. I had, yeah, and I had already started a second master's in um, design and tech. And I was already doing coding as a side gig mm -hmm. for years. Mm -hmm. like I've been coding since I was 15 years old. Oh, nice. And it was just a fun thing for me. I didn't look at it as a career. And I went on to study other things and I wanted to teach other people how to code and how to do design. So I did that master's and then I lost my job in the middle of it. And I was like, now I can't do that programming I want to do at this organization. I want to have to take it somewhere else. Right. But there wasn't really anywhere else for me to go because I wasn't from Philadelphia 
and I just had moved there within that, that past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I ended up just looking for jobs. No one would give me anything. And I was like, well, I guess I got to just lean back on this freelance stuff. I was doing gigs off of Craigslist right, right. and <laughs> just paying my bills. It was pretty okay, but I was missing out on bigger opportunities because I didn't have a team. Mm-hmm. And I met my co-founder through Civic Hacking which is also a great match for somebody with tech and urban planning background. Okay, it was Civic Match kind of like, what do they have those startup founder like weekends? Where you- yeah, it's like startup weekend, but really the focus is bringing together designers, technologists, or just business people mm-hmm. and pitching ideas and building them within 24 hours or 48 hours competition. Nice. nice. Uh, so we were building mobile apps and web apps together. And through that, me and my co-founder built a, we built a friendship and we were just like, we like building stuff together. So why don't we just like work together? (laughs) Right, you started a company. (laughs) started a business together and then I stopped looking for jobs and we just launched our own company. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, It's funny. I've been laid off myself and I know it's a super difficult time and then trying to find the the right position when sometimes that position doesn't even exist. So you end up having to create your own thing yourself. Exactly. And that's the crazy thing is, it's taken me now because I think I had that company I had my previous company for about five years mm-hmm. and we split last year but I realized that I was feeling stifled in that position because it fit my expertise but it mm-hmm. didn't fit what I personally wanted to do mm-hmm. and so I was like well, I want to continue to grow and I want to continue to use urban planning and tech and not just tech because we were doing software development and design thinking on it that was it just just UX design thinking and software just one app after another right. and it didn't feel like I was really utilizing my skills in revitalizing cities is what Mm. I specialized in in grad school. So I was like, I want to build ecosystems. And now all of a sudden everybody's like, man, like we need somebody with an urban planning background that has a technology background. It's like the city wasn't at that point when I graduated. Yeah. Yeah, I was way ahead of the curve, which is, it was very unfortunate, but I gained so much. And now I have a portfolio where no one else has that. Yeah. So even if there's another urban planner technologist that comes out like of school, they yeah. still don't have the experience that I have with building startups and yeah. accelerators and all the stuff that I do now. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I heard you say the word ecosystem a lot. I know when we were yeah. offline, you talked about ecosystem. Could you tell us a little bit more about what exactly that is and how that how you're doing that with BCKG? I know, it's, it's our initials. <laughs> uh-huh. so. It's our last name initials. Okay. It's Brown Canals King Group. Ah, okay. It sounds like a law firm, so we were like, (laughs) we could come up with a name, so we wanted something simple. Yeah. But ecosystem building to me is something that I was already doing when I was doing urban planning, Mm -hmm. and something I continued to do in my work as a development um, company before, because we did a lot of community events. Right. And what we did was we wanted to see what does the community need our help with and how can we build those solutions because we're also civic hackers. Mm -hmm. So we're continuing that journey now where my experience working in nonprofits, the city of Philadelphia, being an urban planner and being a technologist, I'm trying to pull all of it together because there's a lot of fractured ecosystems Mm -hmm. in every city. Right. Whereas people who work in nonprofits don't know technologists, but they can use their services and support and vice versa for all the other different ecosystems. And a lot of people in the, I'm taking a step back from the technology ecosystem and focusing on just tech this, tech company that, Mm -hmm. and moving towards innovation 
creation ecosystems, mm. which is more inclusive of everything, right? Yeah. Like look at STEM education, right. including the arts and creative right. and design. We all need each other. Yeah. So my goal is because I'm a jack of all trades type of person and right. I do still go to events in all these different areas, right. I'm trying to pull that that network together. Yeah. I'm trying to say, hey, I know I know a nonprofit that could help you get funding for your design or tech startup. Right. Or hey, nonprofit, I know a developer that can help you build that app that would help your neighborhood out. So it's, it's really about bridging the different pieces to build one, one cohesive ecosystem rather than like a bunch of different ones that just have no idea what's going on, but yeah. they live in the same city. And it's another reason why I'm down here in DC, because right. I think that we need to build more bridges between the cities that are within the same, like the Northeast region or the East Coast. Right. And I do a lot of traveling internationally. Mm -hmm. So my next thing is trying to build trying to build out an international accelerator program mm -hmm. and see how the, how can I bridge that back to Philly? Yeah. How can I help bring more companies there and help more companies from Philly branch out internationally as well? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And there was a book, I think it's by Michael Gladwell, where he talked about the connector. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that's exactly that's what you're talking, that's what you're talking about, that's your personality. There's somebody that knows everybody and you just go to them and say, hey, can I have X, Y, and Z? And you know that, but you're doing that within that ecosystem framework, it sounds yeah. like. I want to help other people jump through less hoops than I've had to. Mm. And the only way to do that is to build a network and know what opportunities exist. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not out there telling people, they'll have no idea because a lot of people don't know what they don't know. Exactly, exactly. Especially when you're starting a company, there's so many different things anyways, you get overwhelmed. But when you're looking for something, you don't even realize the opportunities that are really out there at your disposal. So it's great to hear that you're doing <laughs> that. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you for what I call like your secret sauce. And this might be sure. what you just touched on, but what do you feel sets you or your organization apart and makes you guys unique? I think for me personally, my, my last organization, Web Junto, we won Best Tech Workplace for Diversity in Philadelphia. We awesome. beat Comcast in their own city. Congratulations. On a community vote, which is insane, right? <laughs> right. So when I think of that, a lot of people in the past have asked me that same question in context of that, like what made me different in that situation, is that I'm a multi-ethnic, multi-racial, gay mm -hmm. <laughs> woman. Right. So I have a lot of different perspectives just in that. Than the norm. Yeah. Than the norm. And yeah. so I think it's just built into my persona that anything I do, I'm always going to be looking out for other people because I can relate yeah. to so You've many different types person. of people. Yeah. And yeah. I've been that other person so many times. So now moving into this new company, VCKG, and what I do there, that's still my same focus. Like one of my co-founders is a black male. The other one is a Peruvian male. So between the three of us, it's not a normal, typical thing that people would think of when they think of digital solutions and tech and right. innovation. Like we're, we're out here to cause a scene and we're out here to show that we exist right. and we can really make dope shit. Like we make dope yeah. shit is like our tagline that we have because <laughs> nice. we're just like, let's just be bold. Like, yeah. Just do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's how you, that's how you start to see change and start to make true innovation is that you just got to make dope shit exactly. from time to time. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but it's something that makes you more effective and efficient. So I'm, I'm a very creative person, and in the, I'm, I'm a creative mess. Mm -hmm. It's like that mad scientist uh, professor that you have that mm -hmm. has like crap all over their desk. <laughs> That's always been how I've been. 
but I was in the military. I was in the Air Force when I was younger, so awesome. it, it helped Thank me. You. Thank you. <laughs> it helped me to be more organized. It helped me to realize that I needed structure in my life. And I think a lot of other creative people who become CEOs, or maybe they don't even see themselves becoming a CEO because they're creative and they're all over the place. Mm -hmm. But you can get your stuff together if you just if you just learn how to organize. Right. So my biggest hack is learning how to be organized and really just scheduling things out. I go to bed every night between nine and ten. I wake up every morning between five and six. And it took me years to get to that point. Mm -hmm. But it's also another thing I learned in the military. You go to bed early, you wake up early, and right. you get so much more stuff done when you give yourself that that time yeah. um, by yourself nice yeah. and early. I knock out a lot of work before I have interruptions and I used to be like a night owl yeah. type person. Yeah. But what I realized is like the morning is the new night for me as an older person. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, that makes sense. I can relate to that. I, I can see myself sometimes as a creative message, you say, because I feel like you have that creativity. But I, I also started to see that when you look at businesses, you look at organizations, there's a lot of structure within that. And sometimes when you have that structure of those schedules, it allows you to be even more creative because you don't exactly. have to worry about stuff. And you have the time. So that's exactly what it is. That's, that's exactly what it is for me. Because I give myself all that extra time by getting stuff done, I then can have way more time to be my creative self and just get all that energy out. And a lot of people will say, oh, Liz is an idea person. She has a lot of ideas until she doesn't. And so, yeah, like the time when I don't is when my stuff's not organized right. and I've lost time or someone's pulled me to a different direction and messed up my flow. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> I love it. And that's what I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this is a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. And sometimes I'll say, if you can hop into a time machine, what would you tell your younger business self? I would tell myself that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help because if you don't ask, you won't receive. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the biggest things that I see people making a mistake on is they wait too long to ask for help or say what you are trying to achieve. So when I wanted to start doing public speaking, I just started throwing it out there. Like, yeah, I really want to do public speaking. And then guess what? I started getting invited to do public speaking. So until people know what you're trying to achieve or what you're trying to do with your business, no one can help you. No one can help you with that advice. I do coffee dates all the time. Why? Because people ask for them. Mm. And if you don't ask, you ain't gonna get it. Yep, you never get what you don't ask for. Yeah. So I definitely agree with that. And then now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show and looking at CEO entrepreneurship and business and seeing exactly what that is and what that looks like. So what does being a CEO mean to you? Being a CEO to me means it's all about leadership. It's all about being able to see the big picture. And I personally am a very high touch person when it comes to my team. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to let people know that you're accessible mm -hmm. and you're willing to sit down and learn what other people in your business are doing mm -hmm. and help them be their best selves too. It's not about me because I wouldn't be where I am without my team behind right. me and the community behind me. Right. So I make a lot of time to listen and be an active listener and work with other people. I feel like any anyone who wants to call themselves a CEO that doesn't care about the people who put them in that position, then I don't know what they're doing with their life. Right. Like it's, <laughs> it's like you have to be thankful. Yeah, exactly. You got to realize that wherever you're at, 
there's people that help pay that way, team members, other people, mentors, whatever. So it's important to understand that. So Liz, I appreciate your time. I wanted to see and ask you a little bit more. I know we're connecting at PurpleCon. How, how did the event go? How did the panel go? The panel was awesome. We opened up the day. It was really fun, insightful. I'm also pretty new to the VC community, so it was interesting to hear other people working in, in venture capital and what their perspectives are. I really enjoyed that. And also, I love the color purple, which I didn't know was there were so many women who liked the color purple. Yeah, until, I heard that in the intro yesterday. Yeah. I was like, yeah. that is so crazy, because she said, is that your favorite? Who's, how many people is it your favorite color? Purple's always been my favorite color, but I've never thought of it as like a woman's favorite color. Yeah, it's like a unity thing. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, exactly. So that was interesting. There you go. Well, cool. <laughs> I appreciate your time again. For people that want to reach out to you and connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Best way to reach me is Twitter, or Instagram at Liz Brown says. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We'll have those links in the show notes as well. So thank you, Liz. I appreciate your time. Thanks for I hope you me. have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thanks, you too. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.